and welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T.S. Sparides. And JP. And Katie. Happy Monday. Happy State Tournament Week. Happy post-banquet day. Happy, I don't know what else is today. Anyone's birthday? Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> no no holiday today? birthday week is in two weeks. The, the birthday of 36 all across? The coaches. No, like oh. all of the 36 coaches have the same birthdays in the same week okay i was i was excited there for a second but now i'm i'm not very i don't excited. know when technically the birthday would be it probably would be in summer some sometime may 1st and we didn't even celebrate no okay um anyways post banquet banquet was last night i know ted and i were there state banquet you need to clarify state banquet for the teams that made the state tournament all 16 of them Minus the players of one. Maybe we'll talk about some things. Ted, any thoughts on the state banquet? Yeah, you know, um, it it's one of those things. It's, it's a little, I'm not a huge banquet guy myself, um, but it's very cool to see the players get recognized for their accomplishments. Um, winning the section um, is a very difficult thing uh, to do. And obviously there's also like awards and stuff um, like all state, all American, that kind of stuff as well. Um, so it, it was awesome just to see, um, all the, you know, all the teams get recognized and, um, you know, as a, as a, the, I, I was, last time I was there was 10 years ago when I was last time I was coaching high school. Um, and I wasn't a, like a full-time club coach or anything back then. So this time going there, it was really fun to like, obviously I'm with my team, but I, I got to see, all the players that I coach at club for other teams, all the coaches that I know and through just being around coaching. So it was like a fun experience to just see everybody that you don't normally see maybe throughout the high school season, except for like post-game pre-game where you're like, Hey, okay, you know, good luck, whatever. And that's it. Yeah. It was cool to see, uh, you know, coach beach there. I, I said hi to him quickly, obviously talked to Mitch, um, but I don't see him often, but played with him. So it was good to catch up with him. Um, would have loved to see the Moorhead squad there. Um, only the coach showed up, not chirping, just would have loved to see the team there. Centennial brought a lot of energy, <clears throat> matching shirts, matching shirts. Ted, anything else to say about their, their uniform that they, that they wore? And they, they're ready. They're ready to go. Yeah. Um, I think that was like an on-brand move by Centennial. For sure. Uh, they seem to be a team that, um, you know, they, they, they love their squad. They don't take themselves too seriously. Um, and I think maybe there was some like coordination of like what you're going to wear at the banquet amongst teams, like from a like suit and tie perspective or dress perspective for the females, but Centennial just flipped the script and went loud collared shirts. Like they were like, I, I don't even know what the design was it from afar. It looked like a Paisley floral pattern, but then as I, they got they all matched, they all, all had the same shirt. All I, right. I was thinking like a t-shirt. I was thinking like a coordinated t-shirt. Oh, it wasn't a t-shirt. It was a collared button down like shirt, but it was like red, like bright red and white, kind of like a loud mouth golf design almost. Um, so I it, I was, like it was awesome. It was more teams need to do something like yeah, that no, because so that thought, was electric. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, 
And, and so, yeah, it, it was great. Um, I think, you know, shout out to our squad, Farmington Tigers and Woodbury on the boys side, first time ever being at state. So a couple newcomers, um, I apologize on the girls side. I don't quite know if I'm got, I got all the teams, but I know Chanhassen girls first time at state. Yep. Um, is this Elk Rivers first time at state? That would be the only other one I would guess. We were actually looking up the winners yesterday. Okay. But I, we didn't see like the participants. Yeah. So it was fun. It was kind of like you have some newcomers, you have some, we've been here every year for the last billion years, like, like kind of just going through the motions, like it's all business type thing. So it was a, it was an interesting dynamic, but overall a good event and shout out to the coaches association for sort of taking that on. Um, now that the high school league does not do that anymore, it used to be run by the Minnesota state high school league. And then with, I think with COVID, um, obviously they canceled it. And then last year they didn't do it. And then they're just like, we're not doing that anymore. So the coaches association did all the planning. Um, and, and, you know, it ended up being a pretty good event. So, um, shout did out not to know them. that did not yeah. know that shout out to the coaches association and anyone who stepped up on that. Cause I'm sure like, you know, <laughs> that that's another, how many hours worth of planning and work on top of trying to, um, you know, trying to plan for your team and being in season and all the other stuff you have to do. So, well, it's a um, quick turnaround, like sections yeah. were last week and you got to get yeah, a hundred names or whatever signups for each team or however many people come like that's, that's a yeah. quick turnaround. Nice job by them. Um, my food review and I'm all, I'm only doing this because discord asking for it. They asked, they're asking for the food review and Ted, maybe you have some more thoughts. Um, I thought it overall was on brand for a banquet type event. It was what I expected. It's what yep. I expected. That move by me, Katie can confirm. I had a full meal before I left because I knew what no, was in someone my Someone told you. Someone on the inside oh, 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 who had oh, been no, before no, 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 told no, you. Nope, nope, nope. Two and a half men, actually. Two and a half men. Uh, quote from two and a half men. When you're going on a date, you got to have a meal before because if she takes a meatball or a breadstick off your plate and your chicken tender, you know, you, you just lose your shit on a, on a, on your date. First date. Yep. I wasn't going to lose my shit on my first date at the state banquet as my first time there. I'm not, I'm not going to lose my, I'm going in comfortable, you know, Hey, great cookie. Happy to have it. Couple breadsticks. Sure. Expectations. I dropped them with my meal beforehand. So I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back for that move. Um, somebody asked me about the breadsticks specifically that they're very under average breadsticks, like nothing special. They're fine. They're yeah. fine. I, I give them a, I don't know, a five, six. Yeah. I, um, it, it, you're right. It was a typical banquet. If you've ever been to a wedding, if you've ever been to a banquet, you know, you're not my wedding, um, not your wedding. If you've ever been to most weddings, um, you know, it's, a, it's a standard safe meal that you think the majority of people will like it was solid. Um, I also did make two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches before. <laughs> just in case. Um, and yeah, it, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was good. You know, it was, the meal was an alley dodge stick to the outside hand, high to low, but you know, bounce shot, right. Down the um, alley. Just a. What was the meal? what they serve? Chicken, green beans, mashed potatoes. You, you, you almost nailed it. Roasted red potatoes and green beans. So yeah, it's your standard. With like a cream sauce, right? Chicken had a little cream sauce. Did you plan salad, the meal? Were you, were no, you assisting just, no. in the operation? I, I, no, I 
am a big fan of banquet, banqueting, cotillions, pomp and circumstance. I live for it. I love it. Um, I love the idea of a banquet and I can just, and I just know, I just, that's what you serve. That is what the majority of people like. And it's cheap and it's easy and it's easy to serve in a large quantity. One thing I did love, um, iced tea and lemonade on the, on the tables. Otherwise we're mixing them. Yeah. uh, That's what I'm saying. And I made a very rookie mistake and I got in the car and I was like, I had some iced tea and I had some lemonade, but I didn't combine and that's just, that was a miss by me. So, um, but you know, um, overall good experience. Nice to see the kids put the suit and tie on funny thing about team lacrosse, like lacrosse team dynamic before we get into the tournament. It's funny how like the upperclassmen on your lacrosse team, they have a suit, they have ties. Like they've probably had to like do an interview and like go to a college thing and like, you know, like they, they, they've had to buy a suit and then you got like the younger guys and it's like, you know, they might have a dress shirt, but they're not full suited up. They just haven't got to that point in their life where they need one. Um, you know, some kids probably do, but, and you know, that those lower class underclass, more class, sorry, underclass, <laughs> you know, it was an argument with their mom before that you, they were arguing about what they were going to leave the house in. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and I'm, I'm obviously I'm speaking more for boys teams, uh, girls top to bottom coaches, players, everybody extremely well-dressed, um, definitely have that aspect of, um, sports and like off the field stuff dialed in. Um, you know, obviously on the guy's side, we need a little bit more help with that. Um, but overall, you know, pretty good, pretty good, um, style. Um, I think down the alley needs to be there next year, red carpet as people are walking in, coming up that escalator at the river center. Um, as you get into the ballroom, um, because maybe JP won't be on vacation next year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we can make that happen next year. I am for sure. Not planning a vacation over the week in state this has been a two-year planning trip so like you know bad timing but it happens we'll be but there yeah, next year some of the some of the kids some real nice some real nice uh get up obviously the whole centennial situation that would have been uh an electric situation for jp those guys coming up as a team so uh overall great i experience. love the idea of that a grand march for the state banquet we'll just, see just we'll see two more teams doing that next year for sure yeah. That's it so kind of seemed it was kind of promy a little bit. I love yeah, that. I love that. Vibe I, got. I love any situation that makes kids uncomfortable because <laughs> they have to use manners, you know, even some girls that it's like, this might be stuff that they're not comfortable wearing. There might've been some fights with mom of you're not wearing that short of a skirt and you're not wearing that, you know, we all have gotten very casual in our day-to-day lives. And especially as athletes, and coaches, we're all very casual. And so I live for that, that like you have to put on nice clothes. You got to maybe put something in your hair so it's not sticking up and you don't, we're not just walking out the door going to practice today. Like this is like the best of the best game day fit that you got to be ready for. And like, I think that's such a, a skill to learn of like how to present yourself. And I love that they, they have sort of like a dress code that you got to hit that. And, and even as PMAC was leaving the house, like he was like, is it, is it too much? 
And there was a moment that it was a little too much, but I was like, you know what? And if you're, oh, I'd rather you be overdressed than underdressed, you know? And, and I think that's always a go-to. And I, I love that the kids were, had to sit at a table with each other, share a meal, maybe learn to chew with our mouths closed, not talk with our mouth full of food. Like it just, it is a pass the bread, pass the iced tea. I we love that. A, for we did have a manners discussion at yeah. that about half the table got their food and just started ripping into it. Yep. The other half didn't. And then somebody was like, Whoa, buddy, like manners, like, are yeah, you? Yeah. And they're like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. So, you know, life lessons being learned at the state banquet, yep. um, you know, over so important over a, a shared meal. So yeah, it is so important. I, need a, I need a team next year to show up in just gray hoodie, gray sweatpants yeah. tucked into their socks, wearing their trainers, just hanging yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Overall, very impressed with the manners of all the squads, except for one player in particular, Ryan Vitters. He had a real tough night at our table, um, probably only getting called out because I was sitting two spots next to him. So uh, I also threw out a little uh, a little message in our Discord asking for you know any questions, maybe any insights. You know, there, there there's a lot going on. You know, I only have two eyes, and there's a lot going on at the banquet. Um, I, I I haven't gotten any any blurbs yet about maybe what other people saw. I do have one question. I actually got a list of questions. We've answered all but one. Um, so I'm going to answer it without, without saying the question. It was nice to see both Benilde squads there last night. Um, I know their attendance has been on and off throughout the years at the, at the state banquet, uh, but on brand for coach Sean missing it last night. Did, did you see his, do you have a cardboard cutout? Did he send that or or was that missed? No, I did not see it. Um, because I was we were hoping to get a picture with him. Yeah, I was hoping to get a picture with Coach Sean. Unfortunately, he just had too much game film to watch. He couldn't make it. Um, and so you know, I, I'm expecting a masterful defensive performance by the Red Knights in the first round of state. Um, probably some zone defense, even. Um you know, maybe even like a double backer or uh, <laughs> something, just something crazy. Maybe a box and two uh, with a double lock off. Uh, we because might with the time he'd missed he at the banquet. That was time well spent for the vanilla squad. Exactly. Moving on. We have a huge, the biggest, uh, the week that we anticipate all year for we have the state tournament uh, this year, a little bit different, still, still water concession stands, hopefully improved. We will see. I'm sure Goltz will be all over that. I expect some videos coming in hot from, from Goltz, uh, trying hopefully both, uh, concession stands, uh, cause we're at Stillwater as well as Roseville area high school, Roseville area high school. I believe brand new turf facility at uh, Roseville, at Roseville. I believe it's a, like, within the last year or two, they've breathed on everything there. So I'm actually uh, concerned then, like, cause then their concessions aren't broken in. There's not a lot of grease still building up. Like yeah. shout out to they- my best friend's dad who went there and he'll call it God's country till the day he dies. Um, I might have to, you know, send a little TXT to my best friend's dad. Uh, and he would maybe give, he might scope out and he's alum. Maybe he helped pay for it. We don't know, but he'll be for sure to tell you that you're not going to go leave Roseville area disappointed. There you go. That's, that's a huge statement. I don't know if he's been there. 
is since he graduated 30 years ago, but he'll confidently tell you that also a St. Thomas grad. So he'll also tell you confidently that you can walk out of there feeling, feeling good about yourself. There you go. Um, girls bracket or boys bracket first, uh, you Where know, you- girls first. I think the girls, you know, girls don't drool. Boys were drooling all over their, their own table last night at, at the banquet. Uh, girls held it together. So I think they deserve to go first. Uh, like we mentioned a couple newcomers, I think on the girls side this year, couple great, um, uh, a couple great matchups, maybe a squad, not to, I hope it's not too soon. A squad not back that maybe we were hoping for cheering for, um, and you know, maybe expected a lot of people expected them to be back. Um, where do we start? I think we start at the top, top left quarterfinal. I see Andover. Wow, you're just going. And of course, I guess you're going. Raiden. You're I, like, if I, it's not too soon, and then you literally just punched me in the gut. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't. I I I, cl- I, I was on. It Google, is too soon. And then I clicked on, and then I clicked on my 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 Google Chrome link, and it popped up, and and yes, it is what? too soon. It's Rosemount. Not, it doesn't even hit that bad okay. because on Saturday morning, this is this is real. On Saturday morning. The bracket had Prior Lake High School listed on the official MSHSL bracket. Ouch. And we had a little team breakfast because the last time we were together, can't be leaving Dan Patch with a loss. So we got together, had a little kumbaya and some egg bakes, and the bracket was pulled up, and there we were. And it was like taking a bullet. And we all were like, who's doing us so dirty? It was the meanest joke the MSHSL has ever played on anybody. And that was like pouring salt in a wound. And yeah, we're still salty. Yeah, it is too soon. And I will just say that I am the first to preach that sports is not about winning and losing. But man, it is so hard to lose, you guys. Like it is so hard to lose and we had a tough game against Rosemount and we're hoping they just show our section proud uh but uh let me just say this is probably going to be the hardest podcast I have ever recorded and I can feel a frog in my throat I can feel the tears welling up behind my eyes because like I said I just like I almost wanted to boycott because I don't know if I can talk about it yet and last night when PMAC got to go to the banquet I'm not even a rostered coach that I probably wouldn't have even been able to be invited I felt like I was sitting out of my own birthday party like I felt like everybody was having a party and they're and they were they were having a party and they're like yeah but you can't go it's for you but we can't go so we are it was a tough loss shout out to all the other teams that lost because I am here with you. I feel for you. Hey, and all the other teams now that are going to lose this week, I know how it feels and it cuts really deep. Um, And I'm trying to find the life lessons in this moment of being a loser, but right now I can't, I'm just sore about it. But anyways, with that though, um, I think to, to, to talk about this matchup, you know, Rosemount, They've been very close. They've had a really good team. And then they get moved into a very tough section. And it's kind of like 
they they had to slay the dragon if they wanted to get back to where they want to be. And, you know, maybe they, they played their best game, the, the game they needed to play it. Um, I didn't watch the game. I, I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse or, or make, you know, yeah, you know, make you think about it more, but you know, hats like it's, it's almost like if, if they're going to get there, at least they have to go through us, you know, from, yeah. from your perspective, I think that, they were a very motivated group um, and they got dealt a tough hand because they were a really good team last year. Like I said, got moved into probably even a harder section than they were already in. Um, and, you know, you know, hats off to them and over, um, you know, their matchup. That could be an interesting game and over. I know JP saw them play earlier this year, a gritty team, you know, uh, two teams that maybe don't know a lot about each other, North side versus South side. So this will be a fun, um, should be a fun game. I do anticipate Rosemount to win, but Andover's got a great team. They got um, a superstar player in Claire Nelson, um, who's, you know, player of the year for, um, you know, for the girls. So it's, um, this, this should be a good game and, you know, to kick things off for the girls state tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think that's super fun that they're just going to be playing a team that I don't, I don't know if I can root for Rosemount still. I, I mean, we were looking last night, it would just be really cool to get a new school in the state championship, like a couple of them and, and Rosemount got third last year. So they would technically be new, but like, I think Andover like has had amazing season and I think it'll be great to see them, you know, match up against one of the top teams um, you know, and, and I think that they're, I think the note my source wrote was like best wins. They beat Elk river. They beat Champlain park. They beat Centennial and their only loss was to EP, you know, so I would love, love, love to see them matched up against some of these, you know, other best of the best, but I think you're right, Ted, that was a good point. I've got a couple points here on this one. <clears throat> I think Rosemount, um, obviously they have, they had a hard schedule. Um, they're in the, you know, one of the toughest conferences in the state, um, you know, and they scheduled great out of conference as well. They're a team that went, what was their regular season? Eight and six, eight and no. five, six and no, like five, seven and five, or like seven and five. five and five. Like they were like a 500 team Yep. again yep. with a very hard schedule. Yes. But they were battle tested and then come playoff time. They're ready to go. They're winning games. Yeah. They go to state. Um, so I think that's a good reminder for everybody. Hey, you didn't have a, a, a great regular season or you had a tough schedule and, and things didn't go your way all the time. They're ready to go. They, they flipped the page. They went zero and zero into playoffs and you know, but now they're, now they're on a run. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I, know. I got Andover in this one. I, I think the luck may be running out for Rosemount. Ooh. I might be a little bit biased towards Andover as well. They've been hyping up the podcast on the Instagram. Love that. Um, but I think Claire Nelson's going to go on a tear. I think Rosemount, you know, they're coming out of an absolute ringer of a section in the season. They've got their run. They went on it. But how sustainable is that? Like, how long of a run can you can you go for? I think Andover is motivated. They're, they're like, pumped to be in the state tournament. I, I think Andover's taking the first game upset. Um. JP, I actually love this pick, and for two reasons. One, I test Rosemount's ranked a little high. I think I think they're high for a three, um, just because of their record. I know they had a tough schedule and everything, but 
record wise coming in as a three seems seems a little high maybe to me and two um correct me if i'm wrong katie jp source both of these teams are like they've got they both have one really good player so i feel like this is a more even matchup than maybe a three slash random draw would maybe seem i think that's fair i think they have more than one but i agree that they might have a couple dominant players that like kind of take the, over the show i too will go with andover because i'm just a sore loser and this just seems more like a four or five matchup to you're me right JP. three you guys six. are really we'll right over the six on that just because that's who the three would play um but yeah i think andover's got the early round upset for sure on this one yep the source took rosemount the source took rosemount uh-huh. well i'm a laker fan so I'm going to follow <laughs> you as well. And I'm cheering for Andover. Is Andover a new team to the tournament as well? Uh, I believe they said last night, first time to the dance. Ted, do you remember so. them saying that? Andover? Yeah. I don't, I don't um, I you know, I, I don't remember. I thought they were there last year, but. Um, okay. Maybe they're not. I can't remember. I thought, I'll look it up. Keep talking. Uh, I am actually going to take Rosemount in this game. I saw them play live against Farmington during a doubleheader. They offensive. I only watch offense, so um, <laughs> could be this could be a terrible take. But offensively, they move off ball and spin the ball better than any girls team I've watched live. And I um, haven't watched all the teams. I haven't watched yeah. all the teams. So South Suburban bias for for for. <laughs> forgive me but um like they looked so polished offensively and i I don't know if 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 it was skills or if it's chemistry or if they had a good day um but it it didn't even though we we mentioned maybe they have one or two dominant players it didn't feel like that offensively to me it didn't feel like give the ball the best girl and let her run down the middle okay it was like pass pass you know cutters all that kind of stuff so um, I don't anticipate it to be easy though. Um, and Andover has the best player voted on by the state. And if you have the best player, you never know what's going to happen. Wait, Andover did Ross? go last year, by the way. She won the what was the award last night? I don't have my pamphlet from last like, night. Like at like Minnesota coaches, the pickets, the pick, the picket oh, award. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. She Claire won Player of the Year. Voted oh. on by the coaches' association. I don't oh. think who won for the boys, but they Amazing. did. Play, they did coach of the year, assistant coach of the year, and player of the year on the girls' side. Awesome. The, side. the Pitts Award. The um, Pitts. That's what it was. Maybe or went to Cordelia Fleming of Edina. Um, oh, yep, 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 yep. I think Josie got that last. She's gonna need another shelf for all of the awards that she won yet last night. Yeah. Um, and the Jackie Pitts. Um, you know, I want to give her a shout out to you know, obviously. Yeah. I'm sure she'd have loved to be at the state tournament with Edina, um, but a lot of individual accolades going to Columbia next year to play yeah. with us and um, be He's way smart, than I all. Guess. Yeah, she's going to go on to solve a lot of our um, yeah. human problems, I'm sure. On to the next matchup. We have Elk River, random draw versus Lakeville South. That's a tough draw for them, uh, the yeah. number two seed. Uh, for me, Lakeville South, Wagonville, um, they're on a run. They're built to win now. This is their year. They're hungry. I don't see Elk River uh, pulling off the upset. Maybe the source, maybe Katie does, maybe so, some of you do. Um, but I see Lakeville South um, 
I, I, I won't give too big of a glimpse moving forward, but I see them making it at least to the championship game. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I mean, Elk River has a great record, but loss and over loss to Centennial. Um, they did beat Armstrong. They did beat Champlain Park. But, you know, I think it just in terms of kind of caliber as a team, I think Lakeville South is very dominant top to bottom. And I think it's going to be really hard. They're going to be really tough competition. I see Lakeville South taking this one. I've never seen Elk River Zimmerman play. Um, So it will be, hopefully it's a fun game, but just dictating about on Lakeville South's history, they tend to just kind of roll over teams with a lot of goals to a little. Um, Quite honestly, this matchup, I don't foresee being any different. Um, you know, they got second last year and they know that they know the situation, they know it works. Um, so I think they're going to come in very prepared and kind of just play their game and their game is a lot of goals to not a lot of goals. Yeah. I have a couple things first Andover was in state last year, played okay. prior Lake first round. Um, that prior that. game last year was a team of destiny. Yeah. Um, not going to be denied. So tough draw for them last year in the first round. Um, and now they get matched up with the team that slayed the dragon. Right. So like, we'll see, right. They got another shot, uh, but this is their, this is not their first time. So I want to clarify that. Um, Lakeville South. I agree with those points. Um, been there before, like fell a little bit short last year. This is their coach's last season with them before he moves on to coach college lacrosse. So maybe there is some play for something bigger than ourselves there. Um, you know, uh, you got to find, you got to find reasons to dig deep at this time of year. So um, I, I do agree. I think they'll win this first round game. Here's what I'll say about this are, game, oh, go ahead. real quick is I, I think Lakeville South, Katie, your point of them winning, they're, they're really good. Ted team of destiny kind of thing. I think Lakeville South wins this game, but I expect to see, at a minimum, 35 total goals in this game because Elk River, 253 goals on the year. Lakeville South, 275. So I think this is a track meet, a NASCAR race, if you will. Wow. It's going to be up and down, back and forth. I'm thinking 35 goals minimum. It's wow. going to be, I, I think, like I said, Lakeville South wins it. But like I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 20 to 15. You're setting the, the line at 35. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of the Ted offensive guy. Wow. If there's a game for you to watch on Tuesday while you got some time, I don't know. This is the one I I think we are getting a boatload of goals in this first round matchup. That's not a boatload. That's 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 something else load. That's a a shipping shipping container, a a giant boat, a huge barge coming in from across the ocean full of goals. Dumping it right on the Roseville field. The goal about the only caveat to that is Lakeville South has the best goalie in the state. I know Going that was what I was going to say here. So, um, I you know we'll see we'll see. I guess this is a an interesting story. Hey, maybe now. she'll have a shutout and Lakeville South will win thirty five to zero. No, uh, I mean, Elk River's goalie averages three and a half goals a game against. Lakeville South averages 3.6, 3.06. Wow. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm going to oh, be no, I think I hope you're opposite, right. I hope I, you're right. It's, it's going to be a four to three game. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> for sure. 
there's a there's supply chain labor and labor yeah, yeah. At the, dock. Yeah. the goals are still on the boat <laughs> oh, so true. On, moving on to the other side of the bracket uh this i think is the most interesting game of the first round the gentry they don't put two rivers it just says gentry warriors oh, um, so is this their third ch- name change in the last year probably i have no idea Gentry they keep Warriors. rebranding every time they move in to make people like them more <laughs> versus Benilde St. Margaret's mm-hmm. so two private schools. Um, I don't know if they've played each other before or uh, Gentry is not private. Gentry is not. It's a charter school. Oh, okay. What's uh, the, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. So two non-public schools. Yeah. You have to, uh, pay to go to Gentry. Yeah, then I sure. don't think I don't believe so. I think I got that. Clear we have right. no research on okay. this. I had a We're conversation, and that was one of the questions I was I asked. And I don't believe you pay tuition to go there. I okay. believe it's either like a lottery or you. So have this like is the Powerball. Like to get in this like school, you have to win the Powerball. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. Jump cut. They draw names out of the hat. It's a gauntlet. It's a Hunger Games of admission every August. So we we're gonna move on here. Yeah. So most interesting game of the first round, in my opinion, between a private school, Benilde St. Margaret's, and a charter school, Gentry Warriors. Um, I think Gentry. We talked about it this year. Maybe didn't have quite the schedule, but they did run through their section pretty easily. Benilde love their defense. Even though I'm an offensive guy, their defense has done enough for me to go. Wow. I noticed their defense. Um, one of the better goalies in the state. Um, I know that Gentry does have an all American on their team. Jalen Rosga, I believe her name is, yep. uh, I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. I'm going to Maryland next year, decent program. Um, and so now again, I, we have kind of two teams maybe built a little bit differently, um, but a five, four matchup, I guess we anticipate this to be close based on the seedings, but you never really know. I'm hoping for either, I guess I hope they tie and then they don't get to move on. And then the winner of Chan and Stillwater gets to go to the championship or it goes like five overtimes. The winner, whoever it has to be is exhausted for the, the, the semifinal and, and they get blown out in the semis. We, uh, when the little snafu with the wrong team, which was us in the bracket. We talked about that, that uh, pitch perfect movie where there's somebody got disqualified and then they got to go. And we were hoping that that's what happened to us, that somebody got disqualified and really we made it in on a complete misnomer. Is that the right use of that word? You don't want to make it on a disqualification. Yeah, no. that's so what anyways, I mean. it didn't happen. It was just a typo. We can live another day to dream. Um, yeah, you know, I think similar records, but what really did they, who they, who do they play? You know, competition. Um, they did play new trier and lost significantly to them out of state. Um, Park Cottage Grove, you know, they beat them, uh, 15 to five, I think was the, was the score of that game. So like, obviously kind of just walked into state. Um, you know, I think they have a young team and I think that they're going to have to, you know, show up and play their best game against Benilde for the first time. I think I'm rooting for Benilde. Um, I think they had a tough enough schedule. I think they're the higher seed in, 
in good for good reason there, um, had a tough schedule. Um, and like Ted said, I think from what I've kind of gathered from some conversations about, about Gentry, uh, very offensive, you know, really great, strong attackers, um, you know, and maybe that's going to finally, they'll finally get tested with the strength of Benilde's defense. I think yeah, Benilde I, wins this one pretty easily. Um, I do too. I, I think Benilde is their defense, their goalie, Brooke Nelson, shout out her. She's an absolute, you know, she's a phenomenal goalie. She's going to, I don't think Gentry's going to know what hit them. I think this is the first real test they've seen all year. Benilde, they've got, I mean, there's no such thing as a good loss, I guess, but like close games with Lakeville South, close games with Chan. They beat Rosemount, um, had a close call against YZ in the Section 5 championship, 9 8 in overtime. Yeah, I, I remember that. So, overtime. I mean, that could be a concern, I guess, but also I think that is a good reset motivator. Like, hey, you know, we, we almost weren't here. Let's lock it in. Let's be focused. Let's get after this. Um, I think this is not a four or five matchup, to be honest. Um, but I think Benilde wins this one pretty handedly. Yeah, Katie made a good point about Gentry being a young team. They at last night at the banquet, I, it caught my ear when they were introducing all the players in Gentry. And it was like seventh grader, seventh grader, eighth grader, eighth grader, ninth, like there's a lot of seventh, eighth, ninth. And maybe that's because they're like a newer school. Maybe again, it's that whole like getting kids in and whatever. Um, but, you know, they do obviously have some upperclassmen that are they're better players, but, you know, Gentry could be a team like this could be one of those, like we're going to learn this year, but they'll, I would assume they're going to be a regular for the next few years, just given that like a lot of their team is like middle schoolers. <laughs> On to the final game on the girls' side in the quarterfinals. We have number one, Chanhassen versus the Ponies of Stillwater. 5 p.m. Roseville Area High School quarterfinal. I've got the storm. I think this squad is ready to make a run, and I'm afraid of Ponies. However, the Ponies have a goalie who could try to steal this game. Enough pieces around her. Um, I think there's a slight goalie advantage for Stillwater. I think there's a field player advantage for Chan Hassan, who can win. I'm leaning Chan. The goalie for the Stillwater Ponies could make it interesting. That's yeah, exactly Sean. what the source wrote. Stillwater will go as far wow. as it goes. Wow. Dialed in. I know my stuff. Let's I, go. Shout out. To, first of all, shout out to Stillwater. Uh, had kind of a rough end of the regular season and dialed yeah. it back up to win their section. So shout out to them um, for, you know, getting the wheels back on the track. Um, tough draw against Chan. Uh, one of the more athletic teams that I saw, um, you know, I think like, like I agree with everything, you know, the source PMAC said, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's a close game. Like if, if the goalie from Stillwater plays well, could be a close game. Uh, but, you know, speaking of the goal boat, um, Chanhassen has their own goal boat that they bring to every game. Um, and they, they like to, uh, they like to get empty the boat, get it on the docks, um, bring the goals. So uh, I'm again, not to write anybody off, but if we get a Chan Benilde semi, that's going to be an interesting matchup because it was a close one of the closer games for Chan in the regular season. Um, 
a lot of good goalies in the tournament. Do we, yeah. we need to have it's gonna be Tendy Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because we got we got just great goalies everywhere, it feels yeah. like. Um so I guess winner we're gonna have to choose a Tendy Tuesday winner for a raising canes gift card. Um because that we never be a great we never, idea. We never actually implemented Tendy Tuesday when we wanted to do it. Um, but I just feel like every team we're talking about, it's like, well, they're goalie. I will take it upon myself to go to Canes to get the gift card. Okay. I'll take that uh, on. You guys. Okay. I'll twist your, yeah, I'll twist your, I'll go, I'll do it. Okay. And Katie, make sure you have eyes on these games so that you can decide who is the we'll win. Tuesday winner. Tuesday quarterfinals, right? Tendy Tuesday. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to take Chan all the way here because I think they're just by far the most kind of depth across width, depth, height team. Very well prepared. You know, the rookie in terms of first time at state, but quite honestly, yesterday when we were going through the winners, it would be really great to have some different colors on a flag flown. Um for that as much as I was like South Suburban, South Metro, all that stuff. I think, I think Chan and Stillwater, that will be a really interesting game because I think they both have kind of the same, nothing's too dramatically um, at the top for them, you know? And I think, you know, like whether it be Stillwater's goalie or, you know, Chan's got a good goalie too, Something specifically in the girls game, if people are out there watching, is draw and draw control. Obviously, it's a lot of the same in the boys game. If your faceoff guy is winning, chances are you're going to have a lot of possessions. You're going to have to score, score on them. So something in the girls game that is similar um, is those draw controls. And both Lakeville South and Rosemount, because we played against them. Stillwater, too, we played against them. It was our first game in the season, so I don't really remember that game. Um, very, very important in the girls game and can kind of take over the game. Um, and so Chan great on the draw, but they've just kind of got end to end lacrosse that really can just battle. Um, you know, so I, I agree that a Chan Benilde semifinal would be kind of that fun little rematch, um, two teams that I know, but I think, I think I'm going to take Chan over Stillwater and I'm going to say it's not going to be close. Or so, it's it's going to be close. It's going to be a small goal differential. I think it's going to be a close it's game. It's not going to be close, but Sorry, it's going to be close. 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 It's not, not going to be close. Yeah. <laughs> not, not <gonna> be, <laughs> which means Whereas some of the other games, like maybe like they might South be close. River Zimmerman <laughs> won't be close. Here's what I'll say about this game. I, I've seen Chan play, and I agree with your point, Katie, of they are a top-to-bottom, disciplined, talented team. You know, it, whether we're talking goalies, draws, attackers, they are going to give you a tough time, um, and they're going to be really hard to get by. I don't have any other points other than what you guys have said, but one small detail. This game is being played at Roseville, but the semifinal is going back to Stillwater. So Stillwater has an opportunity to go back home and get to a state tournament final in front of their fans. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be enough to get them over the gauntlet Goliath that is the Chanhassen storm, but it's something that should be considered because teams are motivated right now. Everybody's kind of on an equal level of motivation being at the state tournament, but I think being the only team 
that has a chance to go play in front of a home crowd, but you have to earn it is not something to look away from. I, I still think Chan is going to win this one. I think it's going to be close by a large margin, but you have to play the game. We'll see who ha- who ends up coming out on top. Um, but I do think the Storm are the obvious pick here. If Stillwater wins, will that game actually be played at Roseville, Todd? Pardon? Stillwater. So if the girls' no, it- Stillwater team wins that game, will that semifinal be moved to Roseville so there's not a home field advantage since we well, do have two are- locations? The I don't boys think- are playing at Roseville on what is it Thursday? No, the, well, I mean the Stillwater as we get to the boys here, Stillwater <laughs> boys are playing at Stillwater. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that that doesn't matter. I don't think the that doesn't I, matter. Okay, I don't think they can because the boys have Roseville Thursday night anyway. I, um, so I think they're kind of locked in. I don't think the MSHSL cares one bit about <laughs> home field advantage in a okay. lacrosse tournament. Um, if this was football, hockey, or basketball, it maybe would be considered. Okay. Here's the thing, fans. If you are upset about Stillwater having home field advantage, get out to the game because the MSHSL probably doesn't think we have enough people coming out to make <laughs> a home field advantage happen. So if you're upset about it, go to the game. I don't care if you hate Chan, you hate Stillwater, if you hate lacrosse, I don't care. But if you I hate that a team agree. has a home field Chan advantage, get out to the to game. To Stillwater is by far the farthest drive too. So, yes. well, you know, more unless probably. you're Morehead. Well, unless you're Moorhead. Sorry, they're not in the girls' tournament. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I bet it's farther than unless you live like somewhere and go to Benilde. Like unless you live further out in Mound yeah. and go to Benilde. I I yeah, it Chan had home field advantage for years, um, at but they never were there um, you know, on either side. So I guess it, like what are you gonna do? Like you can only put it at so many, like there's only so many high schools that can handle this. Um totally moved it move it to like a bigger venue like i just don't i don't know yeah, but we talked about it before tco stadium it's a I, perfect I, I, venue yeah, make it is, happen people yeah that's definitely the it's a know. fan favorite right it's a fan favorite for sure um on to the boys side boys side quarter final these games will be played at stillwater high school starting at looks like 11 a.m and who do we have we have the Tigers. We have the Lakers. Ted, we're down the alley showdown part. Oh, there's two. No, I can't there's wait. No storyline in this game. Just two teams. Just like to play lacrosse. Um, no, this uh, obviously it's it's fun. Like, it's, you know, fun to play against PMAX team. And obviously we know all know each other very well. Being in the same conference, being South Suburban coaches, um, you know, close game. Earlier in the year, I don't think either team maybe played their best lacrosse. I can guarantee both teams probably look have a lot of different looks. They're not the same team, um, and so I I don't know, PMAC, if you can agree with this, but you probably have to throw away the film from uh, you know a month ago um, and have to kind probably. of relook at it. Um, you know, I, I at least that's what I anticipate as a coach going against Prior Lake is that. Um, you know, they're not just going to come out and give us the same looks and be the same team. Um, you know, a couple very high level players in this game. Um, I will speak to prior Lake. You got Justin Simonson, Ben Mickett, Noah young. Um, and I, was there one more that got an all state award or was it, there was four. I thought, uh, who'd you say? Mickett, Spratt, Simonson, Noah young. 
Yep. And yeah, so Sprat, I miss. So okay. uh, Fire Lake has four guys that were recognized at the all state level. Um, and certainly there's all good players on the team. So, um, it, yeah, I mean, obviously, a a big challenge for Farmington, uh, being a first time team, um, you know, drawing prior Lake is, is tough, but, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's a good game. Yeah. And on the tiger side, you know, you got, you got the, the three-way midi, uh, he does it all cloakal. Um, he was, he was an all American first team, all everything. Um, he does, he does it all for, for the tigers. So, uh, it, you know, he, he could, he's going to make things interesting and going to cause problems, you know, for, for the Lakers, uh, tomorrow morning, JP, right, Katie, any thoughts? Yeah. Let's go yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Opinion on this. All right. Farmington prior Lake matchup earlier in the year. I'm not going to lie. I was surprised to see it as close as it was. I thought prior Lake was a, a much bigger wagon coming into town at twin Oaks middle school. I expected a larger, um, deficit or, you know, margin of victory for them. But I think Farmington, tough start to the season, right? We were there at the Eastview game, close loss, they come from behind, or Eastview comes behind, beats them. Egan loss, not great, right? Shakopee loss, you know, that's a good loss, I guess, close game. But Farmington seems to have been on a tear. Ted, I don't know what you're feeding these guys on offense at practice, but it's whatever it is, it's working. They have lit up the first time at state tournament, coach of the year, motivated group of guys. I think this is going to be an even closer game than round one. And I think Farmington comes was it out a on one top. goal game, two goal game. The oh, Shocker game, game was a one goal game, but I think no offense, PMAC. I think Farmington wins this game. The, the top left corner of the bracket on both boys and girls side, we're getting an upset. We're getting a new team showing up in the quarterfinal or the semifinals. Um, I like the Tigers on this one. I just think prior Lake, you know, it's, you guys have been there too much. You guys are going through, you know, the, your motions. I don't know if the motivation's quite there like it was in years past. I, I, I like Farmington in this one. I've told PMAC my feelings on the team. Um, I don't know if I'll share them publicly, but <laughs> I think they will win, but it won't be pretty. Who's they? You you said that because I, I agree. Sorry. Somebody Star Lake. I, I agree. Somebody's Someone gonna win, win the game. I feel I'll say it because uh, I don't really care. I feel like Prior Lake has another level that they have not played at from the games that I have seen all year. Great. <laughs> I don't and I don't know if they're gonna tap into it, but like all you say all the time after practice is like how good our offense is and they're unstoppable. And like, quite honestly, like wah, wah, wah. Like it's all I hear. And then I see these games and I'm just like underwhelmed. I don't know if I just have really high expectations for them. I don't know if I just set them to a higher standard, but I'm just like still waiting to see this amazing offense. Rosemount was the exception. I didn't see the shock P game. I don't know if it was pretty or not. I didn't it's see it's about as ugly as it got. Okay. So see what I mean? It seems like, and maybe, maybe I too, it was just like, we're looking through such a microscope that I'm like, where is it any day now you guys can kind of come out and like play this amazing lacrosse supposedly you play. Um, so I, I, and like, maybe it'll be tomorrow. Maybe it won't be, but like 
they better they better show up at some point here because I mean it's like but they made it so like good for them but I'm kind of just like if they keep playing the game that I personally have seen them play it again maybe with my microscopic very high standard lens I think Farmington win, could win but I my gut tells me that I think Prior Lake will win but it won't be pretty Seven six final Farmington wins. That's my thought. Oh, maybe I'll go the other way and I'll take that as the PL. It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be gritty. Yeah, it's going to be hot. It's going to be up and down. But I will say though, like as much as like Katie's point, like I I get get that to be able to win when you don't play your best and when it's ugly. I think that has been that has been like Prior Lake over the last couple of years. I feel is it just they find a way and that's what makes them so dangerous. Again, trying to take an outside approach, not being like the Farmington coach, but just like even their run last year, it was like, just like, Hey, get to overtime, find a way to win, make a play. Right. And they don't ask you how they ask you how many, or they don't ask you how many, or they don't ask you how they ask you how many. And it's basically like, if you win in overtime or you win by a hundred, you're still moving on. So um, to know that they might have another level uh, based on the things I've seen is, is a little scary, but um, no, I agree that this time of year, it, it just comes down to a lot of little things and it, it's bounces, it's calls, it's making a play when you need to make a play and, you know, being able to get over a bad bounce when you get a bad bounce. So um, yeah, I, I hope it's a good game for the, for the fans, you know, we're here to entertain, right? Katie loading up the bulletin board for the boys. Hopefully a few of them are listening. So uh, what do you have to say about Farmington? (laughs) Literally? Well, see, that's the thing. I've seen you play one game and like here, I probably just kind of like underestimated you. It will be nice to play a two goal game. It will be nice to play uh, prior Lake with light versus when we played at twin Oaks and the lights were, were a little dark. Uh, I think that affected both teams in the fourth quarter, just like not even seeing the ball. Um, but moving on, I think we've talked enough about this game. Uh, 1 PM Stillwater high school. We've got Shanhassen, the two seed, um, making their second in a row, second ever run here. Uh, they're hungry. They're motivated. I think this is a team that quote unquote, this is their year. They've got the pieces in place. Centennial up and down kind of a rose mount on the girls' side, maybe a slow start, slower start than they, they would have liked to. I, I I don't know. Maybe they got healthy at the right time. A team that's heating up. They've got Smokies in their back pocket. They they eat well up there. We know that for sure. Coach Beach, boys dialed in, dressed to the nines. I love the energy. They're here. They're ready to go. They don't care. No pressure. Chan, maybe coming in a little tight. On a men's warehouse, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Centennial, Chanhassen, two versus random in opposite order, I believe, than what I said. What do we got? I okay, but this we've is talked about upset. this before. I'm taking Centennial, I don't know why, but I'm that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't hate that pick, but I and I, I love a lot of the guys that play on Chan, whether they're 36 guys or I just know them or whatever. They're a fun team to watch. They they are very talented on offense. Um, good group of guys. Centennial, we've we all know and love Coach Beach. They've got a all-star roster as well. I just don't know what Centennial team we are going to see. And I also don't know what Chan Hassan team we're going to see because I think we were all shocked last year 
to see Chan Hassan lose. I think it was in the first round. And I, I mean, I, I, I know there's a lot of pressure on that program when it comes to the state tournament. I know they want to bounce back significantly from last year, uh, but I don't know if Centennial is going to be quite there to give them the fight. They might be, they could be, they've got the, the talent for it. Um, I, I, I think it's gotta be Chan in this one. I, like I said, I, we know a lot of those guys. I hope they have, they kind of can beat down the demons that the state tournament brings for them. Um, but I have no idea where this game is going to go. I, I'm going to have to make a pick. I'm going to pick Chan. Um, but I also love the Centennial program, and I would love to see them you know, go on a run here. So that beats this, me. Yeah, this game is interesting. I think Centennial is playing great right now. Like you said, a little slow start to the season. Um, you know, Chan Hassan has Carter Van Holland, who's been playing great lacrosse recently. I mean, really just putting the offense on his back. I think they really as a team, it's not that they just only give the ball to him necessarily, but they kind of feed off of how he does. So if he's like getting to the rack, getting a couple goals, then the team offense for Chan Hassan starts firing um, and they become really dangerous. If the t- a team shuts down Carter, I think it's maybe they start to panic a little bit. I don't know, but I've seen them kind of look like they get a little frustrated, um, but they do have a lot of pieces um, Dylan at the faceoff X, I think has had a great year for Chan Hassan. Um, but Centennial has two or three big time guys of their own. You got Sammy Rodriguez, uh, a Jacksonville commit. Um, he's been battling some injuries. Uh, and on their defensive side, I think his name is Matt Everson going to Loyola. Um didn't even know who he was until last night. Um, but Loyola, big time D1 program. I'm very interested in the Carter Van Holland versus Matt Everson matchup, assuming they're going to put their best poll on him. They may do something weird. I don't know. And on the other side, I'm interested to see Cade Redding, an all state player, LSM against Sammy Rodriguez. I think we have some of the best one on one matchups in the tournament in this game. What do you guys think the score could be? Cause I could see this being a six, five game. I think you said that about one of the games. I could also see this being 15 to 13. Yeah. I, I thought Shakopee and Chan was going to be a high scoring game. And that ended up being eight to six. Um, I think, I don't think Chan Hassan's defense gets enough credit. I think everybody sees like, you know, grand and holes everywhere. They have yeah, poles they, everywhere. They have a very strong defense. And they, you know, they have a great goalie. Um, I just think that like their offensive guys maybe are like more notable names. Uh, but I don't think Chan Hassan's defense gets enough credit. So like I could see them slowing down Centennial's big guns. And then it's like, what else does Centennial have? I know they have another attackman, Noah Berger, going to Lindenwood next year. Um, so like Centennial has pieces and I, I'm sure they have some depth guys. I don't even know. Cause I don't see them often. Um, I, I think this is going to be a low scoring game despite the offensive firepower. I think both teams have defensive matchups to like slow down the big guns. And this is going to come down to secondary scoring in my opinion. Katie, any, think, oh, go ahead. Just one, as we kind of been talking about this on the subject of score, I think we're looking at a 14 to eight final for Chan to win. I, I, I really think Centennial's defense may not be able to handle the, the 
onslaught of Chan Hessen offensive guys. I, I think it's just going to kind of a barrier is going to break at some point and Chan will go on a five, six goal run and that'll, that'll be it. Does Centennial have a good faceoff guy? I, I'm generally asking. I don't know. I don't remember from the, I think the they game have a guy. I saw. I think I would imagine. Yeah. Kind of so, have to. I, I don't think they have a Dylan per se. That could be a factor too. Yeah. Is which team has the ball more? Um, you know, and if you can be efficient on offense, then, you know, it could get away. I think it's going to be low scoring and I think it's going to be close personally. Katie, any thoughts? You had great thoughts earlier. I, I just wanted to open the door for you. If, I mean, you, if you had more bullets, the only game I saw material. Chan play, like, like JV said, we know a lot of those guys personally, and I think they're having like kind of a great run. Like I don't, the only game I saw was the game against prior Lake and they're good. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is the upside. I feel like they're very like, like Centennial to me seems maybe just more like non-conventional. I've never seen them play. And I feel like they're just maybe a little more gritty and that's going to just help them come out, come out ahead. That, that might just be their edge. It is just my destiny vibes. Kind of what a team of destiny vibes. I kind of like, it just kind of is like, it just seems like it, maybe it's because we talk about them a lot. Um, you know, but then again, maybe it's the, the Chan is the Lakeville South for the, for the boys. Like they went last year, like that they went second, but they went last year, they're hungry for more and they got in and it's like, they're going to just bulldoze everybody, but I'm still going to take Centennial. I think moving on to the 3 PM game, we have Woodbury, the five seed versus four, the Stillwater ponies. And I know I said I don't like ponies. I'm afraid of them. I'm not going to root for them. Probably won't pick them. But um, I haven't I haven't seen Woodbury live. I've seen some film. And we've played Stillwater. So I've gotten a kind of a feel for them. To me, I don't know why. My gut's telling me Stillwater by a lot. But Woodbury has a stud that could keep things interesting. I'm interested interested to hear what you guys think. For some reason... Stillwater screaming at me that they could win this one by a lot. And I don't know why I love pretty much every, I love every matchup we have on the boys side. Um, I think the way the bracket shook out, it worked out how it should have. Um, but I think this game could end up being the best, like back and forth. Who's, you know, you're not going to know who's going to win until the, the last whistle blows kind of thing. Um, they played earlier this year. Woodbury came out on top eight, seven. Um, I don't know how that game really shook out, but from the little bit of film and highlights I saw on it, it looked like, you know, it was pretty back and forth, but it was definitely an upset. I think on Woodbury's end, I, I don't know if Woodbury is going to be feeling on top of the world, knowing that they've beaten Stillwater before and that they can do it again. Um, are they a first time team? In the state. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you've got that motivation as well. Um, but Stillwater, they know what they're doing. They're playing at home and they lost in a close game that I think a lot of people would say they should have won when they played Woodbury. So I think, I, I think it's just going to be two highly motivated teams that want to butt heads and they want to get after it. And I think we're going to get a eight, nine, nine, 10 kind of back and forth battle one, one team's going to score two or three. The next team's going to score their next two or three, whatever. Um, I, I think this is a toss-up game, but I think it's going to be the best of the first round. 
and I am going to pick Woodbury only because Stillwater knocked me out of the state tournament last year, and I'm still mad about it. So, but I don't know. Yeah, I um, this this should be a good game. I think the seating was correct here. Um, obviously Connor Hooley is an unbelievable attackman, and Woodbury has a couple other solid players too that you know maybe don't get as much credit because of the season Connor has had. I think this game comes down. I think Stillwater, if they play their senior goalie, they'll win this game. Um, but they play their sophomore, and they've been kind of playing it back and forth. I don't know if it's just been an equal timeshare, if it's like who we feel had the better practices. Um, I don't know what the what the game plan was there. Um, and no offense to, to the younger guy, but I think if the senior plays – um, I, and I, I think he did play against Woodbury last time, but I think they'll win, but I do think it'll be close. I think there's good, good players on both teams. So, um, I would not be surprised either way, but I will take Stillwater in this game. Any thoughts, Katie? Um, I think I'm going to take Stillwater and I think it's going to go back to what JP was saying of just kind of being that home field advantage. Like they're just close. It's the same drive they always make. Haven't seen either of these teams play. Also agree kind of about the goalie sitch. Um, They went last year too. So it's like, they know the drill. They know where they're going. They know what time they need to leave their house. And I think all of those little things can really add up at this time when we're all playing for keeps that it's like, this is the time where those little things matter on and off the field. And I think that that's going to give them the edge in this game. Are they right? Are they like rivals? Like their high school probably? Or not really. They're in the same conference, right? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Um, I think it's building up to be a lacrosse rivalry at this point. I still, I'm going to take Stillwater just because on the count of just, they got, it seems like they have more going for them. So JP has Woodbury by a close margin. Katie Mm -hmm. Stillwater by a close margin. I think it'll be close. I mean, they're they're seated one apart. Ted could see both sides. And I think it's going to be Stillwater by a lot. Uh, on to five. I, I did say I, I chose Stillwater, so that I did make that actual pick. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yes, I see both sides, but I did make an actual official pick. Okay. Uh, good to know. Uh, last game, 5 p.m., number one, Benilde St. Margaret's, the Scarlet Knights versus Spudwagon coming down from Moorhead. Uh, I know they've got another. Uh, uh, Moorhead's got another big deal planned, you know, uh, sending the send off. Uh, yep. I, I saw it on Twitter. They're, they're, they're doing a build up. I'm sure it's going to be citywide sending the boys down uh, to Stillwater for this one. Um, random draw uh, second here in a row. Real, real tough draw for, for the section eight Moorhead spuds. Uh, Benilde, a team. They've got all the pieces. They're dialed in. Uh, they've been here, done that, nothing new. I don't see an upset here, but um, I love the storyline. I a couple points beforehand. One, I don't understand the point of the random draw because I think we all, no offense to Moorhead, would agree that they would be the quote-unquote eight seed. And I think the other random draws shook out the seven and the six like they would have been anyway, uh, but that's beside the point. This is the rematch that... I think we, everybody in the state wanted and deserved to see. Um, And to back up a little bit, last time I was on, 
we talked about the Moorhead STMA matchup, and I proudly picked STMA to win and squash the curse. Apparently, that curse might actually be real. And <laughs> Spud Wagon put on a beatdown and yeah. is now returning to the state tournament. Um, I, I last year was one to one at the end of the first quarter. So, I mean, miracles have happened before and they may happen again, but I think Spud Wagon, I'm, I'm going to tell you this honestly, it's, you're going to need a miracle for sure to pull this one out. Um, talking a little bit about Benilde, I don't know if they're on the train of destiny like they were last year. To Why? Why, JP? Why give them bulletin board material? Why give them things to talk about? Why give them motivation? This why? is why, how, JP. This is how I keep the private school elitism at the top because I'm motivating the private school to win a state tournament, PMAC. This is this is all we're playing the long game here. But anyway, I think Benild is going to win this game. I think it's going to be a a, a fun experience, I guess, for Moorhead. Um, but I think everybody kind of knows what's about to happen. So it should be a, a great game with some great sportsmanship. Um, everybody can enjoy the experience. Benild can move on to the second round. Moorhead can enjoy their time in Stillwater. It's a great city. Go visit the bridge and the river. Um, but I think we all know who's going to win this one. Um, Benilde's, <laughs> Benilde's just locked in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, Benilde is no, you know, no doubt the number one seed. Um, you know, Maple Grove in the section final was leading three to two at halftime against Benilde. Uh, and then lost 10 to three. So I think we've talked about it before on this podcast of like people have teams have shown to be able to beat Benilde for a quarter for a half for maybe even three quarters, but wh- whoever, whomever decides that they can give four quarters to Benilde we just haven't seen it yet. And, and, you know, that's a testament to their coaching staff, their depth, you know, the talent, all the things, right? Um, Moorhead didn't look like the team they had last year at the beginning of the season, but they got that nice win against Irondale at the end of the year. Then they went on their section run. So if, if anybody's playing good lacrosse right now, it's Moorhead. Um, you know, I'm hoping that for, like you said, for miracle purposes, like we, we get this one gets interesting. Um, but we know Benilde will be ready for this game. They don't overlook anybody. Sean was already watching film, skipped the state banquet, doesn't care about banquets, only cares about winning. Um, and so they'll be ready. Uh, I do anticipate Benilde to win this one easily. Uh, that's all we have uh, for that. Those are, those are all the games. Um, we, have, we have no more games to predict. Those are all the quarterfinal games. Uh, we've got plenty more to talk about. Hopefully later this week. Is this a two episode week? Maybe I if you're lucky, we'll see we round by round. Is what do you mean? Play? Do we do we do an episode on Thursday? We or... we we may have to. Well, we'll see oh. if there's we'll see if there's content to to make. If if there's things to talk about, we could we could reconvene. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Do you guys have anything else that you'd like to get off your chest? Um, good luck to all the players, all the refs, coaches, PMAC, Ted. Have fun. Enjoy it, no matter how it shakes out. It's a cool experience. Not all about winning. Not all about winning, right? You, you may only get to go once. Bring so. your misters. 
get your get your parents to get the little fan of water and yep. cool bring, towels in the yeti because bring uh, your orange slices you yep. know get it all hot. there take a moment look around a little bit but yeah good luck to everybody hope everyone stays safe stays healthy we get some good games um and we hopefully the best teams win i have something since we are on banquet attire Maybe we'll notice you if you have coaching staff game day fits. Oh, I do remember that Stillwater coaches last year were sort of eye catching. Um, the boys they they went um not with khaki, but I think they had black bottoms. Um, you know, I pulled out an all white fit for section quarterfinals this year, white jeans, white polo. So maybe you'll get recognized if you have some sort of fresh coaching staff sideline outfit. One thing I will say on that real quick last year, and none of most of the coaches at STA are no longer there. So I can say this about them. Um, we decided to wear white polos and black pants. So we looked like a bunch of waiters on the side of <laughs> the games. So do not do that. Whatever don't you do, do don't go white on black pants. It's a bad look. Um, but that's my only two cents on there. Yeah, I got nothing to add. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the week. We'll see how many we we get to this week. Hopefully there's a lot. Hopefully there's tons to talk about. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Good luck. We'll see you soon.